Welcome back to the Goodbye July podcast and part three of our year-end finale five-part mini masterclass on investing. In part one, we discussed the foolproof A to Z investing roadmap for beginners, and in part two, we covered five little-known mistakes most new investors make. So you officially have an overview of what you can do and also some ideas of what to look out for. Now, today we are going one click deeper and digging into different types of investments that you can buy. Specifically, I'll walk you through five different investment asset classes, what it takes to get started in each, and other key points to consider. By the end of this episode, my goal is for you to have a general sense of which might be best for you. Hey! My name is Jessica Tolar, and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. Are you ready to build the exact life you've imagined for yourself? Are you ready to actually take meaningful action to make your dreams a reality? To set your money up to grow on autopilot while you're out living your life? If this sounds like a goal you have for yourself, I have something you're going to want to hear about. It is my brand new relaxed investors checklist, and this is for you if you want to get started growing your money without having to constantly do things. Use this 14-point checklist to get set up with automated investing. Get set up the relaxed way, then go live your life while your money grows on autopilot in the background. No stock picking required. Grab your copy today at jessicatoller.com slash relax. That's jessicatoller.com slash R-E-L-A-X. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. All right. Like I mentioned last week, at the request of some listeners, I am introducing a new segment to the front end of new Goodbye July episodes called A Week in the Life of Expats in El Salvador. And it's meant to be just a quick two-minute life update on things here in El Salvador. So last week, I just gave a general overview of how things have been going, and I mentioned that we were thinking of going out of town for Corey's 31st birthday, which we did not end up doing. Unfortunately, we waited too long to plan it, so it ended up just feeling really rushed, and neither of us wanted that. So instead, we have planned a trip for this weekend. We leave tomorrow, and we are heading on a road trip with our three dogs to Antigua. Antigua is an old town in Guatemala known for its beautiful architecture against a jungly volcanic backdrop. 
We've heard great things about Antigua at Christmas, so we are excited to see the lights and the celebrations and just experience some colder weather than we have here in El Salvador. So we plan on bringing long sleeves and sweatshirts and pants and having fires each night. And we also plan on visiting Lake Atitlan, which some say is the most beautiful lake in the world. So since we didn't take a trip for Corey's actual birthday this past weekend, you might be wondering what we ended up doing. And the truth is we had a pretty low-key weekend. We did make a special trip into the city to get sushi, which, believe it or not, was the first time we have ever had sushi in El Salvador, which is crazy, I know. But I'm not really sure why. It's just that you don't really find sushi near the beach here, and we live near the beach, so you have to drive into the city to get it. And when I say the city, I'm talking about San Salvador, which is the capital of El Salvador, and it's about a 40-minute drive from our house. So we had a really nice meal outside with some cool weather. There was Christmas lights and Christmas music. Other than that, there were some fun things going on in the town near our house this week. So every year on December 7th, they have this huge party in the little town that's about 10 minutes from where we live. And to be honest, I'm not sure what the significance is of that date, but regardless of whether December 7th falls on a weeknight or a weekend, every year the big party happens on that night. So there's tons of stages set up in the streets, loud music, food vendors, fireworks, and more. So that's it for this week's segment of A Week in the Life of Expats in El Salvador. I'll be excited to share more about our road trip to Guatemala on next week's episode. All right, so let's get into today's topic of five types of investments and which one might be best for you. So first up, let's talk about what assets are and five different asset classes you could invest in, plus what getting started in each asset class might look like. So again, before getting into asset classes, just a reminder of what an asset is. An asset is something you buy that ultimately puts more money into your pocket in the long run. So it's something that you buy that grows in value that you can then sell later for more money. Now, I tend to use the words investments and assets interchangeably. So I just wanted to ensure that that was clear before we jumped in. So what are five different asset classes that you could invest in? Number one, paper assets. What are paper assets? So when we talk about paper assets, think stocks, bonds, etc. Quote unquote paper assets refer to representations of something else. So for example, a stock is a representation of ownership in a company. A bond is a representation of a loan. I like to think of paper assets like this. These are assets that I cannot physically touch, but my ownership of them is proven by documentation. So I think paper, right? Documents, paper, paper assets. So in my opinion, paper assets are the easiest to get started with. And the main reason I say that is because you do not need much money to begin. So for example, there are some platforms that will let you start investing in the stock market for a dollar. And beyond a dollar, 
I think this class is easy to start with because the only other thing you really need is a brokerage account where you can deposit the cash that you will use to buy the assets. It's also worth noting that, in my experience, selling paper assets is relatively simple because you can initiate the sale whenever you want simply by clicking a few buttons online, and it normally takes just a few days to maybe a week for the sale to be completed. Asset class number two, real estate. So when we talk about real estate, think houses, raw land, condos, duplexes, commercial real estate, etc. You'll quickly notice that unlike paper assets, these are things that you can physically touch. In my opinion, it is harder to invest in real estate than it is to invest in paper assets for a few reasons. First and foremost, you're likely going to need a sizable down payment up front, which depending on the property is usually at least several thousand dollars at minimum. Next, unless you have enough money to buy the property outright, you'll then need to qualify for a loan and be able to afford monthly payments on that loan. This contrasts paper assets because although I think regular monthly investing is wise, if money ever becomes tight, you can stop putting money into paper assets whenever you want. But if you have a loan out on your real estate, you cannot do that. Last, real estate requires upkeep and to sell, it can take anywhere from weeks to months to even years, depending on the market, your price point, and your specific property. Asset class number three. Commodities. When we talk about commodities, think naturally occurring things like precious metals, grains, livestock, oil, etc. If you're familiar with the story I tell about the chicken versus the egg, the chicken is the asset, and specifically, the chicken is a commodity. Again, commodities are goods sold for production or consumption just as they were found in nature. And there are ways to invest in commodities that would fall under the paper assets category, but here we are talking about investing in physical assets. So to get started investing in commodities, financially speaking, it would really depend on what you're investing in and how much. So for example, a chicken would be cheaper than a cow, and one chicken would be cheaper than five chickens, but I can assure you Getting started investing in commodities will cost you more than the $1 you need to start investing in the stock market. Something else to consider when it comes to commodities is that you'll need physical space to store them. Corey and I learned this when we decided to buy coffee beans from El Salvador to resell. Space then becomes a consideration. Beyond that, let's talk about selling commodities. Because these are physical goods we're talking about, Selling commodities would require you to find a buyer and either facilitate a meetup in person to hand over the goods or to coordinate shipping or transport to have the goods sent to the buyer. Asset class number four, cryptocurrency. When we talk about crypto, think Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a whole host of others. 
You'll notice some similarities between crypto and paper assets, like, for example, that you cannot physically touch cryptocurrency and you can also get started for a dollar or technically less than a dollar when it comes to crypto, and also that you can make sales in a matter of clicks. But something worth considering when it comes to crypto, especially if you're a beginner, is that the learning curve is steep, it can be extremely volatile, and it's still largely unregulated. So for some, this can be a good thing. But for those just getting started, I would consider these as barriers to entry. So in other words, I think that these things can make it more difficult to get started. And last, asset class number five, business. So when we talk about business, think selling your own products or services. This one can be super fun, but it's certainly the most labor intensive. So not only do you need a business idea, but you also need the time, energy, finances, and willingness to work on it, which means creating the product or service, marketing it, managing customer relationships, and fulfilling orders. It can take months to years to build an audience that is ready and willing to buy what you're selling. So if you're just looking for a way to invest and make money, I do not suggest starting a business. However, If there is something you are passionate about and you think it's valuable enough that people just might pay you for it, starting a business is one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. So that's just something to consider. Now, you officially know five different asset classes that you could get started investing in, and it is up to you to decide which one is right for you. However, I have a list of questions that may help. Number one. How much money do you have to invest up front and also on an ongoing basis? Answering this question can help you quickly rule real estate in or out since you need quite a bit up front to start. And since you'll likely need to take out a loan, that would mean that you'd need a certain amount to pay your loan each month as well. If you aren't sure how much you can afford to invest, my budget calculator guide can help you figure this out. I'll link to it for you in the show notes. Question number two, do you have the physical space to store physical goods and or the time and energy to coordinate the sale of physical products with potential buyers? Answering this question can help you begin to rule commodities or product-based businesses in or out because if you don't have the space to store physical goods or the time, energy, or interest to fulfill sales of physical products, then commodities or product-based business might not be for you. Number three, do you have a services-based business idea and the time, energy, interest, and willingness to make it into a formalized offer, market it, and manage clients? Answering this question can help you start to roll a service-based business in or out because if you are not interested in this or you don't have the time or energy to do this, it probably isn't for you. Number four, do you have the time, energy, and interest to learn about cryptocurrency? And if so, are you willing to invest in a new, largely unregulated asset with relatively high volatility? Your answer to this question will help you determine if crypto is something you'll want to consider for investment purposes now, in the future, or not at all. And question number five 
Do you have the time and energy to select a brokerage firm, deposit money, and use that money to invest in the traditional stock market? Your answer to this question will largely help you determine if paper assets bought in the stock market might be the best place for you to start investing. Here's the big picture. As with most things in life, especially when you're first starting out at something, your path forward often comes down to three things. Number one, how much time do you have to dedicate to this new activity? Number two, how interested are you in it? which will then dictate your willingness to learn about it and to stick with it. And number three, what resources do you have or not have that will enable or prohibit you from participating? As you can see, each of the five asset classes we discussed today requires different amounts of time and energy to get started, a different amount of time and energy to maintain, which is where your interest and willingness start to come into play, and different amounts of money to begin. So with all of that said, which of the five asset classes we covered do you think you'd be most interested and qualified to get started investing in? Paper assets, real estate, commodities, crypto, or a business? That is for you to decide, but if you would like some support, I do have resources that can help. So like I mentioned, I think investing regularly is wise. So knowing how much you can afford to invest on an ongoing basis might be a good thing for you to know as you're looking into this. That is one thing my budget calculator resources are great for. These resources give you a single place where you compare your income to your normal expenses and see what's left over, which is the amount you can then afford to invest. I have a free PDF version with 43 fill in the blanks, or you can grab the repeatable online version that I personally use since your budget likely varies each month. The online version also comes with a mini training to make sure you are successful. So that's the first thing. And here's the second. For me personally, I think getting started investing in the stock market is the easiest place for new investors to begin. So if that is something you're interested in exploring further, check out my 14-point checklist for new investors who want to get started investing the easy way. I'll link to both versions of the budget guide as well as the new investors checklist in the show notes at jessicatolar.com slash 036. If you've been wanting to start investing, but you've been unsure how to start, now is your moment to take action. Both of the budget guides and the investing checklist are simple but powerful tools that can help you take a meaningful step in the direction of your goals. Do not put this off any longer. Take action today to progress on your journey toward investing. I hope this episode was helpful and I will see you next week for part four of our year-end finale five-part mini masterclass on investing. Until next time, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.